Welcome to the Jacks Rangers Show, a New England Free Jacks fan podcast. And now, Rangers, here's your host, Phil Harris. Guess who's back? Back again. Philly's back. Tell a friend. Huzzah, Rangers. Once again, this is Philip Harris here in the granite outpost of beautiful Manchester, New Hampshire. Well, so last episode, episode 14, I probably said about 20 times, this is the last episode of 2021. Well, I just couldn't stay away, guys. I mean, there's some stuff going on. You know, the draft just happened, the MLR draft. The Free Jacks have three brand new players from the MLR draft. I'm going to interview all of them, all three, in this episode. So we've also got a fourth guest, which is the performance director of the Free Jacks. Tom kindly joins us once again, Dave and myself, for an interview. So I just couldn't stay away, guys. You know, we're, we're going to do a quick part here, and then we'll get right into the interviews. I just couldn't stay away, guys. You know, I'm committed to the content. So this may not be the last episode. We might be doing some bonus stuff in the future here, but we're going to lump all these interviews together with our draft pick and Tom kind of breaking down the draft. Hopefully we'll get some uh, information out of Tom about other players that we should expect retained and maybe some new incoming players. What's the deal with the head coaching situation? We'll get that from Tom hopefully in this episode as well. So sit back, relax. The Jacks Ranger show is back. This is uh, <laughs> episode 15. You thought you were rid of me, but I'm back, baby. Hit that theme music. Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I've got Dave joining me once again. And of course, we've got the performance director of Free Jacks, Tom Kindly, joining back to back episodes here for episode 15. He is back. Tom, how the hell are you? Yeah, no, great. Thanks, gents. Excited to be back and, you know, get, get your take on, on the draft. And uh, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on it all. So, yeah, no, good to be back. <laughs> I'll be asking the questions here. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I know we're on the spot now. Yeah. How good our scouting is. So let's jump right into it here. Um, let's talk about the, the draft uh, that took place last week. The Free Jacks had three picks in this year's MLR draft. Um let me see here. Were there any other teams that were coming in, uh, TK, trying to, you know, trade uh, with you? Um, also, is there a war room? Um, and if so, what does it look like? Yeah, yeah, good questions. Maybe let's start with the war room. Uh, the war room is pretty barren. Um, we're just because we are currently in the, in the process of moving out of our current location in Newton, which actually um, you've both been to. Mm-hmm. Um and, and heading down to, uh, to close to the Quincy uh, in the very near future. So uh, I was in the, the back office um, there, um, making sure the Wi-Fi connection was good. And um, yeah, Brandon Sparks, probably the, the Americans that know the traditional uh, draft lay of the land better than better than uh, us uh, foreigners. <laughs> um, so. They were, they were making calls. There were trades made for salary cap. Uh, um, there were, yeah, to, to flip-flop spots. No, no, we didn't have any calls as to this time around. Um, yeah, although there are lots of conversations before that go that go on as to, you know, what people might be looking to do and stuff like that. So, no, really fun. it's a really fun experience, to be honest. It's a very cool. Uh, I know all the GMs really look forward to it and, uh, on the phone um, and join themselves after and mm-hmm. uh, recounting stories. So yeah, it was good fun. Awesome. Excellent. Um, okay, yeah. How, how I know there's been a lot of talk and um, some successful teams have had a lot of success around trading with other teams for the foreign player roster spots. Um, do those factor into your draft strategy? I, as far as I know, we didn't do any maneuvering like that. To me, those seem like a really precious resource. And unless you have like a really robust academy program already in effect, you would want to hold on to those. But I was curious what your strategy was for there. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good question. So, um, yeah, every every team, as you'll be aware, has uh, 10. Initially, at the beginning of the year, they'll have 
10 uh, foreign spots in a match day 23. So the ability to have 10 foreigners in their, in their 23 heading into the weekend. Um, and teams that come into the league later on, just because the the domestic market is so saturated, you know, the North American players that are quality players are typically already contracted. Like by the time when we came in, um, there were a lot of players already contracted around the league when the Free Jacks um, came about and, and came into the league in 2020. So uh, we felt like we needed an extra foreign spot just to help us out because, you know, we felt as though we'd, we'd basically exhausted uh, the local depth and just to give us a little bit of a competitive advantage and obviously LA this did for So um, at the moment now, like we, we've been lucky to pick up a couple of players like, you know, Joe Johnson, Harry Barlow, guys that are US eligible, which definitely helps as well. And uh, we've had guys come into the fray and put their hand up like Cam Davidowitz um, from, from Mystic River. And um, I think now as we bring in a coach for 12 months of the year, like Dave alluded to, and having the ability to to develop players and, and create for those positions will be a game changer. Need that extra spot. So we're kind of in limbo now. We're talk, we've been talking about potentially trading for another foreign spot, or maybe not this year. Um, some teams do really well, like New Orleans have eight, and they operate. They're investing a lot more in their domestic playing base, but they've been around for a long time too. So, yeah. All right. So my- Very interesting. Thank you. Yeah. My connection was a little bit unstable here, guys. So, but uh, I wanted to say, uh, let's jump right into the MLR draft picks. Um, so, Kale Hodgson, aka Snail, aka Hodge, out of Linwood, was selected eighth overall in the first round. What did you like about Kale? What are his upsides, and how can he how can he improve this team? Yeah, yeah, Kale, yeah, Kale Hodgson. So Kale uh, was actually at the Rugby Showcase. I went down to Connecticut. Um, it was a great event that HPM um, put on uh, down in down in Connecticut at Staples High School. And I think there were six MLR teams or representatives of those teams there. Um, I saw Kale for the first time there. I actually didn't I, – I hadn't come across him before. I didn't know who he was. Um, he's a big, a big unit. Um, is the first thing you notice when you look at Kale, like he's six foot two. He looks like, you know, he could be out there playing major league rugby. Um, at the at the moment, and I know we're running through it. He was one of the better performers with that, and I think outside back is a we we don't we're limited in our outside um, back depth. So it was def- definitely a, a place we wanted to add building on from 2021. Um, so that was definitely an area of focus for us. And um, it's, a, it's a position where you need to know, you, you know, you need to know the game. It's, it's not so easy to come in there the high level. You're back to the chase. You've got to be able to kick the ball. Um, you've got to be able to communicate. You've got to be able to manipulate, control a defense, all those different things. It's very difficult to do. So coming, a guy like Hale coming out of a strong program like Lindenwood, um, I spoke to Josh Macy, the head coach, who's a good friend of mine and a great deal with depth about him. And, and you know, I felt like he could add a lot of value from the get-go um, to our roster. I think areas for him to improve is going to be his kicking game and his ability to distribute the ball like a lot of players that come into the league. But and to, he's definitely there in terms of physicality and he's got a big frame. He can even grow into it even more. So, yeah, we're definitely pumped to have, have Kale on board and he's really excited to get into Boston. So I think the next kind of two of two to four weeks, he'll probably make the move over and um, and uh, immerse into the club rugby scene and, and yeah, get his roots down in, in Boston, which would be really cool. That's awesome, yeah. Um, I've had a chance to interview all of these lads. Uh, they're fantastic. This oh, cool. next this next guy, I really enjoy talking. I mean, I enjoy talking to all of them, right? But um, Anthony is he's he's a <laughs> he's a character man. I really enjoyed talking to him. So Anthony Adamcheck, aka Big Tony, aka T Mobile, out of Penn State, was selected twenty first overall in the second round. What did you like about Anthony? What are his upsides? Can you? How can he improve this team? So that's going to be the the questions for all these guys. Yeah, yeah, no, good, good question. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I like you alluded um he, he wanted to be in Boston he wanted to play for the free jacks um he's he's obviously a New England local he was born and bred in Connecticut um and then now he's working currently in Massachusetts I uh, haven't graduated um in the middle of the year so um obviously he's a prop we, we do have a good amount of depth um in our propping stocks but you can never have too much depth up front um so yeah, he's the player that we wanted to get into the system and invest in and, and give good coaching and, um, you know, potentially someone that could be pushing um, some of our our guys who have proven themselves over the last few years. And that's what we need. We need good competition across the board. So when a good prop um, and the local prop like that comes up and, and really wants to be here, then there's yeah no other option but to bring him in. So, nice. yeah, no. And we're actually, he's coming in on Thursday for the first time to meet the staff. So that'll be... That'd be really exciting. Bro. That's great. That's great. I'm excited for you guys. You can never pass on, you know, uh, a prop with a lot of upside. You always need depth there. And, you know, for some reason, they're always characters, right? Like <laughs> the props are always uh, pushing the envelope of, you know, performance art, you know, on and off the field. That's right. Eagle so have a it's good to see this guy leans in. Yeah. Hmm? Oh, I was just saying e- Eagle going to have a wee bit of competition. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. So um, the last but not least, we've got Zach Bastris, a.k.a. White Lightning, a.k.a. Captain America, out of the University of Northern Colorado. He was selected 34th overall in the third round. What do you like about Zach? What are his upsides, and how can he improve this team? Yeah, so Zach was one uh, we were kind of a little bit concerned that we might get to the third round and there wasn't someone that we were genuinely comfortable putting into our environment. Um, or we felt as though like there may not be anyone who was going to add value at that point in the draft. It, like Because it's 39 players, it's a big big step up. And, you know, with 150 um, entered, there wasn't necessarily that guarantee. But so we, we did a bit of research into obviously all the players. We looked at every single player, but but a few kind of odd odd ones that we kind of liked the look of for whatever reason. And Zach Bastres was a guy, so the U23 stuff or the USA kind of, um, I guess, pathway stuff went around and held these combines in different locations. So they went to Seattle, Colorado. Um, they went to... They went all around. They went to Hawaii. Um, and Zach was one that just stood out as a freak athletically to the to the staff. I think he had the best 40-meter time. He's the fastest player. Um, and he's since been involved in the U23. They brought him into the USA U23 setup um, where he's going to be. Um, he's actually in a nine-week training block that's commencing, I believe, uh, if not today, yesterday uh, in Colorado. So just a, a player that um, that Todd Thorney, the U23 head coach, spoke super highly of. Uh, obviously, he's a freak athlete. Uh, he's got heaps of potential. And um, I think for him, it'll just be a matter of getting him in, in the environment. And I think he'll make leaps and bounds pretty quickly. So, yeah. And another, some more outside back depth too, Dave. So we're definitely happy about that. Yeah. Great Perfect. stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, you no, know, it just sounds like a really, really fantastic third round pick. Um, I'd say pat yourselves on the back for yeah. that a guy who's involved in the u23 program and you know to to be able to pick him up 34th is pretty pretty impressive that he was still there so great job identifying those guys um we kind of already hit on this but uh do any of these guys have a chance to rival um justin johnson's new role as apparently the free jacks uh backstage video host um, I don't know who decided to give him the social media login info, but it was brilliant. I don't know if you've seen the videos that Pago Haini's done out of LA. He does kind of similar yeah. thing where it's just like him and on his cell phone backstage, like with a water bottle, interviewing players after the matches and stuff. And it seems like JJ's really, uh, you know, on his way, very comfortable in that environment. Yeah, no, he, he I really enjoyed that as well. The, the, um, you know, back. 
stage look at the at the rugby towns. And so uh, we had uh, obviously our owner David Barry. He, he owns the owns and manages the jesters, the rambling jesters that that touring side. So we had obviously Dougie and Mitch and Jackson and uh, Aidan Barry who had spent some time with us uh, in that team. Um, no, and the, I, I thought Justin did a very good job. So yeah, he may have a who knows a future and and um, yeah presenting. Yeah, up in the producer booth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But no, let me ask you guys: What did you think of the draft? Were you guys happy with how it all went? And what was your like? What did you think the tactic, the tactics were going to be going into it? And was there anything that surprised you? And uh, or was it kind of status quo? Um, it was speaking for myself. Um, it was kind of tough to have very many expectations or predictions. Um. I think that it's neat to combine like a very American draft college draft idea with, you know, rugby, um, just something you don't see a lot. So it's cool to see it working, but because it's a little bit unprecedented, I mean, there've been drafts before now, but, um, as like a fairly newly minted free Jackson MLR fan, you know, I'm starting to get into it more. Uh, so it's hard to know what to expect, but I thought that it was very positive um i liked the breakup of players that we got i could see that outside back focus makes sense um and uh i mean i'm definitely biased but i love the i love the you know charismatic uh dance champion prop pickup i mean that's fantastic they all seem really good um like excellent you know strategic picks to me i don't know yeah phil what you think yeah, I've, lo- I've watched the highlights of all of these guys, and obviously Kale is, is phenomenal, but you would expect that from an eighth-round pick in the first round. Like, you're expecting him to be really good. Um, Anthony, same thing in the second round there. But, I mean, I think we've, we've found somebody here in Zach. I mean, this kid, if you're watching his highlight video, he runs a 4-4-40, I think is, uh, is what it says in there, and he, it really shows on the pitch, man. I don't know what competition he was playing. I mean, I, I, you know, he was playing at uh, what um, University of Northern Colorado, so I'm not sure who, who the other teams were that he was playing. Um, so, but, I mean, he was just blowing past those guys. So I understand where he gets the nickname White Lightning from. The dude is unbelievably fast. I mean, he is quick. He is rapid. So um, I think, you know, to get him in the third round at, what, 34 overall is a steal. You know, if he can come in and, you know, be a substitute or something like that and come in in the second half and just blow past people, you know, you've got yourself an amazing player there, a diamond in the rough, if you will. So I think it's a great um, draft overall. What You know, who knows what the future holds with these guys, but I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. And fans who may not know, um, the the rugby landscape in college in the United States, the college rugby landscape is very fragmented mm-hmm. and um, it's it can be difficult to see parity. It's not like one neat top down structure like you might think of with NCAA football. So um, fans should just know that it's it's a lot of work to scout all these guys and to compare them it's it's really difficult to look at people across programs and competitions and know um you know what level everybody is at it's difficult within a competition to do that scouting and to know that so when all the teams are playing you know different teams and different schedules it's it's really tough so nice work it looks like you guys really did your homework yeah congrats with that um let's Uh, kind of shift yeah, let's kind of shift away from the uh, the MLR draft here. Has the salary cap gone up or down in the upcoming year? Um, uh, the salary cap is essentially staying as is heading into um, 2022. Uh, it would certainly make my job a lot easier if it, if it went up, but <laughs> sadly, uh, not, not to be, not yet. Okay. So in the last episode of the Outriders segment, we came up with some dream signings, and I wanted it to be a little bit realistic, right? I mean, we're not going to pull Dan Carter out of retirement to come play for the Free Jacks. I mean, unless you know something that we don't know. Um, I'm going going to list these off uh, of who we said would be our dream signings. And if you could cough really loudly if you've been in contact with these players or their agents, we would appreciate it very much. So... (laughs) My dream signing was Danny Kerr or Joe Marler uh, from the uh, Harlequins. So I'm going to wait here for a second. Okay. Silence. All right. Um, Ted was uh, CJ Stander, which is an Irish uh, lad there. Okay. So no response. All right. Uh, Dave was Richie Gray, the lock from Scotland. 
All right. No sounds there. And uh, Chris was just, you know, nobody big, just um, Alan Wynn Jones. Yeah, you uh, might have heard of him. Player. I don't know. He's a, I guess he plays for Wales. <laughs> yeah. Some Welsh guy. I don't know. Yeah. Right. No big deal. So, um, yeah. so if so, TK, to, to kind of turn it around on you, if you want to take off your performance director hat and put on just yeah. like Free Jack's fan hat, what would your dream signing be? Like it could be a current player. Um, but also, you know, for us, it's kind of old favorites or maybe somebody who you thought was a little underappreciated from your history as like a rugby fan or a player that would be a dream signing for you. Yeah, well, I, I guess I always thought that, um, like, I actually thought I wouldn't have been surprised if we actually did see Dan Carter in the league because, um, you know, he'd, he'd gone back and played that little bit of super rugby, although he actually didn't get on the field there um, after Japan. And I thought, like, you know, he'd probably have a similar impact to, to the likes of a, a Matt Guiteau. So, um, no, he was one that that definitely sort of I, I had contemplated. One, one we did reach out to was um, Dev Toner, Devin Toner, if Ooh. you guys are familiar with. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Irish Toner's lock, right? Like, yeah, Irish lock. He's about six foot eleven. Um, yeah. Was oh, that it? <laughs> yeah. My, it's, that was my Richie Gray line as well. I was, I was like, this guy's taller than God. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. what what else do you want? Just put him in the line out and he doesn't even have to jump. Right. Yes. Yeah, so we're, we are going to be adding a, a, a line out, a good line out forward this year. So um, Dev Toner did come to mind as someone who potentially could, might be interested in coming over and might add a lot of value. But um, and how good would he go down to with the Boston crowd, you know, with the, the Irish roots and heritage here. So, um sadly he's got one more year with leinster which is incredible that he's still playing at that level and competing at that level um but that was one that we did consider yeah we're we're not really a team that you know i think just with the we just touched on the resources with the the salary cap and stuff like it for us we we've kind of built ourselves around like parity and and um you know bringing a, a bunch of guys who are all on a level playing field and all want to play for each other and you know, I just hadn't seen, and we hadn't seen a huge amount of value in bringing in that star who's living a different life to everyone else and, and that sort of thing. Not to say it won't happen, who knows, but um, but yeah, to date we, we haven't. But I do like those options. There's some great options. Joe Marler's surely nearly done with Palaquins. Like, he'd be a good. It'd be unbelievable. Danny Kier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I did speak with uh, Mags during the... Um what is that called? The Eagle Eyed uh, podcast, whatever they do on um, Clubhouse. And he wouldn't give me any yep. information. So uh, he shut me down big time. <laughs> I was asking him like, hey, Max, who are we bringing in? You know, who's the head turner signing? And it's like, I'm not going to tell you. And I'm like, all right, thanks, Max. Appreciate it. Um, so let's see. What, what else we got here? Um, on the last episode, you mentioned John Poland, Eric DeYager, Josh Larson, and Quinta Newcomer as players that fans could expect back next year. Um, do you want to expand that list at this point? Is there anybody that you feel good about? Yeah, um, uh, I think that that's probably a, the best way to go about it. Is to, so we're we're planning on we've got a head coach and now assistant coach um, in place. It'll be the first time we've brought in a full time assistant, uh, which is really exciting. They're both from different countries um, across the world. Just as a, a little clue, a little clue. Um, so at the announcement date um, currently is, is looking like it's going to be September 16th, just to be respectful of their, their current um, work ob- obligations. Um, okay. So, yeah, c- come then, then we'll announce all our sort of returning players and then our, our, uh, new, annu- our new, new signings after that. But uh, obviously, yeah, they, they'll have some insights into the roster and stuff like that. But, yeah, we can definitely still expect, you know, the 60 or 70% um, of the of the roster to remain the same, which would be really cool. Fair enough. Um, so, you know, you're, you're mentioning the exact date here about when we should expect um, certain things happening and are the wheels in motion here. So I wanted to ask, have you spoken with the head coach about the extra responsibilities that he may or may not have as the head coach of the Free Jacks in terms of, um, you know, moving players' couches around like um, uh, Muscle Man did last year? Is that in the contract? <laughs> that's brilliant yeah no he was he's still complaining about that. he's back in New Zealand and he still like calls me up to, to say I can't believe you made me do that um, 
No, I think we got we've definitely got the right fit and a head coach who's you know once you find out a bit more about his current current role, you'll probably put two and two together and it'll it'll be pretty cool um, because yeah, he's not afraid of kind of getting his hands dirty and that's something that's so important um, in this league. You know, like you've got to be prepared to to really go to war for for six or seven months um, or even long, longer than that really um, to, to to look after your players and make sure that they're you know, fully prepared each week. So, um, but as for the couches, I haven't specifically run that by him. So I might have you do that for me, Phil. All right, cool. Yeah. There you go. Um, we'd love to talk to him once he's announced. Um, I actually know who Absolutely. he is. Um, I've got inside information within the Free Jacks organization. So um, I, will, I will tell that story right now. So last weekend I was up in the White Mountains hiking and, you know, I took a little tumble and I hit my head. So when I woke up, guess who was standing over me, willing to give aid? Uh, Big Blue, uh, we call him Woodgy around here. So the Jack Squatch, uh, you know, helped me up. And I was like, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm wondering who the new head coach is. And he can speak perfectly English. I don't know if you guys know this. And he told me who it was. It's actually Ryan Martin's twin brother. His name is Brian, but he doesn't have a mustache. So I just want to let everybody know in the Jacks Rangers universe out there, any Rangers, it's actually Ryan Martin's twin brother. No mustache, but that's the new head coach. So right. I've got all Pulling the double duty. I need, yeah. <laughs> I like it. That was a great That's a new work trend, though. apparently, with work from home. You just get two jobs and do a bad job at both of them. So exactly, yeah. I don't think we can I don't think we can expect that. <laughs> I like the idea of Woody revealing uh, uh, coach inside secrets yeah. in the woods, in the White Mountains, though. That's where you gotta go. If you wanna know. Just, you know, head up to northern New England, almost die on top of a mountain, and you too can find out three weeks early. I think we're just giving them content at this point to film, you know, for later on when the announcement takes place. So you can give us credit for that. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> no, you're, you are onto something. I, I like the idea of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Emerge, emerges from a snowy cave up there in the White Mountains. Love that. That'd be amazing. Well, Tom, that's going to wrap her up, my friend. Uh, anything before we jump off here that you want to reveal? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we've just got a, a lot of work to do over the next, um, obviously, you know, um, putting the right playing group in, in place and then um, moving all the facilities down to, to Quincy and uh, sourcing our player apartments and stuff. So we're really excited to be down there. It's actually been amazing. Uh, the few times we've been, been down to Quincy, the amount of people that have heard about the Free Jacks. So, um, no, we're excited to, you know, begin to activate and, and get our academy stuff rolling again. And, um, you know, really appreciate the, the hard work you guys are doing to, you know, keep the momentum going because it's not a long off season. It's actually, what are we now? August, so September, October, November, December, we'll have players um, beginning in December. So that's only four months, which is kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. wild. Well, we'll we'll be here. We'll be full of questions and entirely too interested in their you know day to day lives and yeah. what you guys are doing. So we can't wait. Hey, it's uh, brilliant. Season. It's the silly season, man. Anything can happen, you know. So uh, we're going to be out here putting out graphics and just trying to keep people interested. So we appreciate what you do, Tom. And yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you for doing this again. No, of course. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, uh, one, two, three, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Huzzah. See you guys. Bye. This is Phil Harris. Huzzah. Uh, Rangers out there. This is the Jacks Rangers show, of course. We've got Kale Hodgson on the, on the line here. He's in his car right now. Uh, <laughs> Kale was selected eighth overall in the first round of this year's MLR draft by our New England Free Jacks. Uh, Kale, how the hell are you? Uh, amazing. <laughs> I bet uh, so, man. Yeah, uh, very good. I I wasn't really expecting to be in the position. Well, I've never I never really expected to be in the position that I got myself in, and then to be drafted in in the first round. Uh, I'm so happy, so excited. I, I, words can't really describe. I mean, being a professional rugby player has been a dream of mine since I was four years old. Right. Uh, so to be drafted, and especially in the first round, to a team like the Free Jacks, like I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better. A better way of things to go yes sir so tell us where you're from you're kind of a world traveler yes um so i was born and raised in bangkok thailand uh to uh american mom who was born and raised in hawaii uh and my dad's half english half scottish um and at the age of 13 uh we decided that it would be best for the 
the family to move back to England. So me, my mom and my two sisters moved to England uh, where I went to school for eight. I was there for eight years, I think. Uh, that's actually where I started my university um, career as well. I started playing for Nottingham Trent University. And then after two years there, I transferred to Lindenwood. Okay, right on. Very cool. Yeah, I'm kind of picking up a little bit of an accent, but then it kind of fades in and out. It kind of reminds me of mine, but not like in the sense that like we're, we have similar accents. Mine kind of fades in and out. It kind of does different things because I'm originally from North Carolina, moved mm -hmm. up to New England 11 years ago. So I was talking to somebody who didn't know me and they were like, where are you from? Are you from um, Denmark? And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, man, I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, so yeah. yeah. Talk about your origin story with rugby. Um, so how did you find rugby? Let's go through that. Uh, rugby started for me, like I mentioned, at probably around the age of four. Uh, I was in Bangkok and there was like an expat uh, like club called the Bangkok Lions. Um, so, uh, it was made by um, an expat in Thailand who kind of started the club and it grew from there. And uh, my dad got me into rugby because he used he played rugby as a kid. Um and he wanted me to get into rugby. So he started taking me to the Bangkok Lions. Uh, he was actually my coach for quite a few years. He, he was a coach of my age grade for quite a few years. Um, and yeah, I just started playing rugby with the Bangkok Lions. How, how's the rugby scene there? I mean, is there a lot of clubs? Um, I think it's growing. Uh, when we were there, it was only really like us. We were the only like club uh and then like there was thai schools um and there were a couple like thai rugby clubs um and thai schools that played rugby and then there was another club called the bangkok japanese uh that was really it for um for the bangkok rugby it was like thai schools and then a couple of random clubs every uh, everywhere in there do you still speak thai I actually, <laughs> it's a funny story. We never actually learned how to speak Thai properly. Like we never had Thai lessons. Um, I was able to like build up some basic Thai uh, from friends. I had a lot of Thai friends. I uh, just living there, you know, having to get around. You kind of need to know the language a little bit, but we never actually took like proper lessons. So I was never, ever uh, fluent in Thai, but I could, we call it taxi Thai. <laughs> like I, I, I can, I can speak enough to like, you know, get me myself home, get food, right. kind of like how maybe have a basic conversation with someone, but it's been a while since I've been back. So it's been a while since I've used any of my tie. Sure. Sure. All right. Um, let me see here. What was your college rugby nickname and how did you get it? College rugby nickname. Uh, to be honest, I've never really had much of a nickname. Um, my family always used to call me snail, uh, partly because it rhymes with kale and it used to get me a little bit annoyed because I was relatively quick. Uh, I would hope and so. <laughs> they, they would call me a snail and stuff like that. Um, so I had that nickname sticking with me when I was growing up. Um, sorry. And um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of had like Hodgie every now and again uh just because of my last name hodgson but i've never really had a nickname that's like stuck properly i'm not sure if you're familiar with dallin stanford he's going to come up with a nickname at some point he, you know the world's best rugby commentator happens to be the voice of the free jack so i'm sure he'll come up with something sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> all right um give me a few words to describe how you play rugby uh uh, powerful, uh, fast, uh, and I try to be exciting. Okay, very nice. Uh, sounds like a good combination. Um, tell me about the draft process. How many teams seemed interested? Did teams reach out to you directly for interviews and that sort of thing? Um, yeah, so I guess most of the interest started uh, coming like during the rugby showcase. I had uh, a couple of uh, uh, I went to a Utah pro day that they held at Lindenwood. Um, I went there. I got a little bit of interest from the general manager then. Um, but then I didn't really hear too much else. Uh, actually the free Jacks called me way back in December. Um, when coach Macy, my coach at Lindenwood, he sent around like, uh, my CV and like some highlights and stuff. And the free Jacks actually called me back in, um, December. 
but then it really wasn't until the rugby showcase where I was able to talk to some of the uh, general managers and coaches that were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the teams expressed some interest. Uh, and then really the week or weeks leading up to the draft, uh, I was getting some phone calls of like and teams expressing their interest and stuff like that. But nothing like, no, I never, I wasn't like flown out anywhere. I wasn't like asked to like have a proper like interview stage or anything, but uh, yeah, a, f- a few teams were calling and just saying like, hi, you're on our list. Like we're interested in you. And then just having like kind of like a general conversation with me. Gotcha. Very nice. What was your draft night like? Uh, was there a party? Um, what was going through your mind when you were selected? Um, I was actually really nervous for, <laughs> on draft day. I, I spent the whole day like really, really nervous. Just like the thoughts going through my head, like, oh, what happens if I don't get drafted? Like all that. Because uh, I had literally uh, heard nothing. Um, on on the Monday, they had called me and they kind of said, like, you're, you're, you're project- projected to be one of the top picks. Like, would you be able to do some traveling on, on Wednesday? Um, and I ended up getting the time off work, but then they never called me back with, like, travel details or anything like that. Uh, they kind of, I guess they were, like, deciding on who they wanted to bring in for the interviews, and they kind of asked, they must have asked like a group of us. Um, and then when the final pick came down, I guess they didn't want me to fly out for interviews, but that was fine. But because of that, um, so I was very nervous, but my girlfriend, uh, threw a little party. She kind of like, uh, got some decoration, set up some food. Uh, we had some friends over and yeah, it was fun. Cool. Very nice. Um, what are you most looking forward to about joining the free Jacks and, and coming up to Boston? Uh, well, I mean, Boston is just one of those famous cities um, in the U.S. Uh, it's got a lot of history and heritage, and I love exploring new cities, new places. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to exploring Boston, um, getting used to my surroundings. And then in terms of the Free Jacks, uh, uh, like I said, since they called me back in December, really, I've like, kept an eye on the season and stuff like that. And uh, I, it looked, I mean, it just looked like a great team to be a part of. They play some pretty good rugby. Mm-hmm. Um the the setup just looks good uh talking to the like uh tom uh it just seems like a good fit for me uh and i I just can't really wait i can't wait to be a part of the team start training with them getting used to my new teammates and stuff like that very nice um when you're exploring the city of boston i highly recommend going to fenway park which is where the red sox play a magical Mm -hmm. place man Uh, unbelievable so highly recommend it um tell me about lindenwood um tell me about lindenwood what was your college recruitment process like? How did you end up choosing them? My, uh, my college recruitment process was a bit different uh, to others because I, I have a bit of a weirder story. Because I'm technically American, uh, I actually applied to Linwood uh, as an American rather than an international student coming from England. Okay. Um, but I came... I came out to the Tropical Sevens in Orlando in 2019 with Stars Rugby. Um, And from then, I was kind of like, okay, this is something I want to do. Like, I'm actually serious about college options in America. And uh, I got a little bit of interest from some colleges that happened to be at Orlando, uh, uh, in Orlando, sorry. And then... It was more so uh, the manager of Stars kind of sent around a little recommendation letter to some of the coaches, and I sent like personal emails uh, to some of the coaches. Uh, and Josh Macy at Linwood seemed interested. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's it, I sorry, <laughs> uh, Linwood were interested, and then um, I was kind of going back and forth between Linwood and another school. Uh, and I actually committed to Lindenwood two weeks before uh, <laughs> the semester started. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's insane. Um, <laughs> let's see here. What what makes Lindenwood so special? I mean, I think they've had, what, six guys drafted? What's in the water there? Um, I think <sighs> Coach Macy does a brilliant job. Uh, and we had Jimmy Harrison come in as well. Um uh, we just had very good coaches, uh, a very good uh, setup with the school and training times and stuff like that. Uh, it was just a very professional environment. And then in terms of the team, uh, 
we we all hold each other accountable. Uh, it's just a really good team environment. We all get on uh, on the field, off the field. We're getting on, um, and we have a very big program at Lindenwood. Uh, there's a lot of guys on the roster, uh, so it just leads to a very, 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 very competitive training field. Like, in fact, some training sessions are actually more competitive than some of our games because, like, our second side, you know, could potentially do well against some of the other big uh, schools out there. Um, so we have a lot of competition and just we drive standards, and it, it's Okay, very cool. Um, tell me, other than yourself, what Lindenwood player, uh, teammate of yours that was drafted this year, do you think is going to have a huge season? If you could only pick one. I could only I, – I mean, I hope all the boys have perfect seasons, of course. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, Emmanuel Albert, uh, obviously he was the short winner, and the guy is just a different animal. Like, uh, considering his rugby background isn't maybe as – wide as some at Lindenwood, um, you know, because we get a lot of international boys at Lindenwood who have played, uh, like, high-level rugby, like, their whole life. And, you know, Ema, being like, uh, American, uh, has really, really just – I mean, every year he just keeps on improving and improving. So I really can't wait to see how good he can be, um, especially in a professional setup and in a professional league like the MLR. So I think Eman's definitely one to watch out for. Gotcha. Very nice. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what do you think you're excelling? You, what do you excel at on the pitch? And what do you feel like you need to polish, you know, coming into a professional league? What do you need to get better at? Um, I think definitely for the last uh, two years, uh, I've played a lot more wing for Linwood than center. And something that I feel like I excel at is I'm a very strong finisher. Uh, I finish off tries pretty well. And my line running and uh, like tackle breaking ability uh, is, I think. Hello. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I lost you. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. My it just kind of shut off, and then I was muted, and then my video was off. <laughs> no worries. That's the first time this has ever happened on the Jack Stranger show, but that's all right. Um, so for, for the first <laughs> round pick, that's the first time that's ever happened. Um, so uh, what I missed there was what do you need to polish essentially? What do you need to get better at? Uh, I think I could work on definitely uh, ball handling, uh, especially maybe playing as a center a bit more. Uh, need to work on like playmaking ability and a little bit ball handling and stuff. And then kicking, uh, my, my kicking can definitely be polished up a little bit. All right. I got three more things and I'll get you out of here. So the next one is other than the Free Jacks, what other professional sports teams do you support? Um, I am a Seattle Seahawks fan. Okay. I have I have I have family in Seattle, uh, so I am a Seattle Seahawks fan. I don't have a basketball team yet, but I guess the Boston Celtics are, <laughs> uh, can be cool. then. Um, if I were to pick a soccer team, it would be Wolverhampton Wanderers, my hometown in England. Wolverhampton, uh, I would support them, and I I support Worcester Warriors okay. um, and Scotland rugby. Okay. Right on. So with Wolverhampton, USA, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. With Wolverhampton Wanderers, um, I love their logo, but I'm a Manchester United fan through and through. I have been. For okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a pretty cool logo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So I've just um, open floor message to all Free Jacks fans. So you have the floor here to say whatever you want to Free Jacks fans out there. Um, I just want to say I, I can't wait to get there and. Uh, start playing in front of you guys, meet some of you. Uh, uh, Boston seems amazing. The Free Jacks fan base seems amazing. Um, and I can't wait to get there and meet all of you. Perfect. So final thing here, we've got one word association. So I'm going to say one word or maybe a couple of words. First thing that comes into your mind, one word. So you let me know, okay? Yeah. Lindenwood. Rugby. <laughs> okay. MLR. Uh, Free Jacks. Okay, well, the next one is Free Jacks. So what do you think? Uh, new opportunity. Okay, Boston. Uh, gosh, I don't know what comes to my mind with Boston. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> Just like Massachusetts. Um. Gosh, uh, Red Sox. I guess that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear Boston. Right. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. So Tom Kindly, the performance director of the Free Jacks, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Sorry, what was that? Uh, what do you think about Tom? Tom Kindly. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, he's been nothing but uh, nice to me. Great. Uh, I've had some really good phone calls with him. Um, uh, he, he's a lovely guy. I can't wait to get to work with him. All right. So the next one is Dougie Fife. Mm-hmm. Dougie, <laughs> I actually remember watching him playing for Scotland Sevens uh, and winning at Twickenham. I believe he like scored a try off a kickoff uh, <laughs> and my whole family like went nuts. <laughs> very nice so final thing here one word association jacks rangers the little podcast here uh i mean i've had a lot of fun so fun <laughs> all right cool this has been fantastic kale i appreciate your time uh looking forward to seeing you out there on the pitch huzzah rangers this is phil harris again here at the jacks rangers show i've got a very special guest here this is the second round pick of the free jacks anthony uh, anthony adam check is here with us Anthony, how the hell are you? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, Phil? Not too bad, man. Uh, so Anthony was the second, uh, excuse me, second round pick. He was the 21st overall um, in this year's MLR draft by our New England Free Jacks. Where are you from? I'm from Newtown, Connecticut. Lived there uh, for most of my life. Right. So uh, is that closer to Rhode Island or New York State? Uh, New York. It's uh, very top of Fairfield County. So. so you would consider yourself a New Englander, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> right on. Life now. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> what is your origin story with rugby? Um, how did you find rugby? Yeah, so uh, hockey was my main sport my whole life, even till junior year of high school. But uh, my dad just said, you need a second sport. Uh, my freshman year of high school and all my friends at the time played rugby. Yes. So I figured, why not? Found out I could have the ball in my hand quite a bit. And uh, that was it. <laughs> uh, so the Eagle has kind of a similar story where he was a big hockey guy. Um, from Connecticut as well. I think he played high school in Rhode Island or something like that. But um, yeah, he was a big hockey guy and then got into rugby later on in life. Um, what was your college nickname? Uh, so I had two. When I first got to school, they called me Big Tony. I'd gone by Anthony my whole life. And right. uh, Robbie Armescu, he's actually a, a hooker on uh, Rooney, told, told me that my name was, was Big Tony. And I didn't, didn't really have a choice. And that stuck until my junior year. Until I lost about 25 pounds and I announced myself as T-Mobile and luckily it stuck. <laughs> Very nice. That's the cell service that I use. So, all right. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to easily remember that one. Five uh, coming your way. <laughs> all right. Tell us about the college recruitment process for you. How did you end up choosing Penn State? Um, so when I was a high school rugby player, recruitment kind of just meant you went to different rugby camps around the country hoping to get picked up because getting good film for high school rugby in Connecticut was like impossible. So uh, just going to camps as much as possible, hoping to gain, gain some attention. Uh, luckily Penn state, I was able to catch their eye and uh, they, they gave me an unbelievable opportunity to go to school. Very nice. Later. Back in my day, it was just like simply looking on schools, websites to find the email address of the, uh, the college coach. And then just emailing them saying, I play rugby. Can, can I, can you help me out? <laughs> that was very fun. I definitely spammed a lot of coaches telling them I was their next prop. Uh, right. Not all of them replied to me, but. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, give me three words to describe how you play rugby. Okay. Um, I, I'd say grit. Grit's definitely number one. I think every prop needs that getting down and dirty. Uh, bulldozer. I like that. Just every part of the game running people over. I think I got quite a bit of work before I'm running any MLR players over, mm -hmm. but, um, and then, uh, probably composure. Okay. I, I pride myself on staying calm. You know, it's a long game. A lot can happen. Anything can switch momentum. Uh, but then again, I'm, I'm kind of just too out of breath to lose my, emo or to <laughs> lose control of my emotions out there. So that may help me there. Right. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you, grit is big in New England. You know, I mean, I'm sure you know that as a New Englander, it's 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 huge. So um, having that in our team, uh, having that displayed is, is big for New England fans. So that they're going to really appreciate that for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What does it mean to you to be a New Englander? Speaking of grit. That's an interesting question, because I, I do consider myself a New Englander. Um, I've always been fascinated by the history because, you know, if, if you think about it, it's founded by these people who, who came here looking for something that told a king to go get lost, won a war, started the, you know, like the U.S. of A. And I, I know if that's what New Englanders were made of, 
for me, there's no wonder why you, you hear New England today and a lot of people think of Boston, the city of champions. You know, that's what champions are made of. Yep, that's true. All right. Uh, what was your draft night like for you? What was uh, your was there a draft party? Uh, what was going through your mind when you were selected? Uh, there was no draft party. I, I actually didn't think I was going to be getting a call for anyone. Wow. Um, I was just watching with my girlfriend and her family on vacation uh, just because I, I thought some of my buddies from Penn State were going to get drafted. I wanted, didn't want to miss that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stream actually went out on FS2. I didn't know it was going over the rugby network. And uh, some of my buddies from Penn State who are seniors now called me. And they said, and they texted me, said, congrats on New England. And before I could reply, they had FaceTimed me and there was a big viewing party of all the rugby guys back at school. Oh, wow. They were going nuts. And then one of my buddies, Christian Alvarez, went right after me to uh, NOLA. Mm-hmm. So they started going crazy. And I had to tell them to shut up just to tell me what happened. <laughs> That's when they told me I'd gotten drafted and I had to call my parents and told them to log on to the rugby network. And uh, it was, it was, it was pretty hectic. And then I got the call from, uh, from Tom Kinley and uh, made it official and uh, it felt pretty good from there on. But yeah, That's no awesome. draft party, no expectations. Wow. Just rooting out of <laughs> Yeah. So uh, Zach, who was the third round pick had a, min- a similar story where he was having issues with the rugby network. So he didn't find out when he was actually drafted in real time people were like blowing him up on the phone. Like you got drafted. He's like, what, what happened? Yeah. So he's like, what city am I going to? Yeah. Pretty yeah, wild. I, I wish I was good enough to have a, a, a draft party planned and whatnot. But like I said, I really didn't expect much. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Uh, what are you most looking forward to in terms of joining the free Jacks and moving up to Boston? Uh, so I actually moved to Boston August 1st, moved to or not Boston. I live in Somerville now. Right. Um, so uh, I, I love being up here already, but in terms of being part of the Free Jacks, I kind of think of this as uh, like a do-over of my freshman year at Penn State Rugby. And that was one of the best times in my life because every week I was just trying to soak up so much and and uh, grow so much as a person and as a player, yep. trying to make a name for myself each week, trying to make that next roster. And uh, that, that was just an unbelievable time in my life. And to be able to do it as a, as a professional athlete is absolute dream come true absolutely that's so cool um Penn State had more than yourself drafted I think you were mentioning one of your uh, teammates there that went directly after you what is in the water there and uh call what is it college town uh, uh state college there you go there you go um what, what's going on there how is that becoming a big rug, rugby program I think Penn State's always been a, a, a pretty elite rugby pro- program I think as of the past five six years it's definitely become uh I think one of the premier schools, I think that started with James Willicks, who I think Free Jacks fans will, will be pretty uh, familiar with. And then it was carried by and, and really taken over by Justin Hunley. Um, he took over right before training camp my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's completely turned the culture around from a social club that is pretty good at rugby uh, to an elite group of young men who are, are doing some, some really awesome things in terms of the game of rugby. So uh, Very cool. Definitely kudos to Justin Hunley. Nice. All right. Um, tell me about what you excel on the pitch and what you need to polish, you know, becoming a professional rugby player. Oof. I, I think first thing that comes to mind is trying, trying to be that bulldozer. That means some size. I, I need to get back in that weight room and put a lot, whole, whole lot of mass bulk on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think the defensive part of my game is something I've always wanted to improve upon every day is just making sure I'm that person delivering those, those, uh, those, big hits, you know, knocking people on their butts. Uh, and then the scrum, I love scrumming. So just always trying to get better. Can't wait to learn tricks from guys who have uh, been playing, who know so much more than me. So mm-hmm. scrumming, tackling, and uh, yeah, that'll do. Very cool. Other than the Free Jacks, what other professional sports teams do you support? And don't say any New York teams. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I won't. So my, my, both my parents are from Detroit. So I'm a big Detroit sports fan. Okay, right on. Uh, been a uh, Sydney Crosby fan for hockey, big Penguins fan. Okay, very nice. That's not too bad. I mean, no real rivals there for the the New England teams. Yeah. Um, exactly. So I want to I want to give the opportunity to open the floor up to you for any type of message that you have to Free Jacks friends all over the world. Uh, what do you got to say? Uh, I'll keep it pretty short and sweet. Um, I've I've wanted to be a professional athlete my entire life, so even getting drafted was was a dream come true, and. Uh, I won't stop until I'm the best. That's just the way I was raised. 
Um, that's that's what's in me. And uh, I know I got a lot, a lot of work to do, but I've never been more excited to be challenged and to grow as a person and uh, as a member of the Free Jacks organization. Cool. So we've got one more thing here before we get you out of here. One word association. So I'm going to say one word or a couple of words here. And I just want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. <clears throat> so Penn State. Big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, MLR. Electric. All right. Free Jacks. Let's go with uh, power. All right. Boston. Champion. <laughs> nice. Uh, Tom Kindly. Kiwi. All right. <laughs> the Eagle. Majestic. <laughs> That's true. All right. Final one here. This little podcast, Jack's Rangers. Great time. That's what I'm having. Cool. <laughs> That's two words. Sorry about that. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's really all I got for you, Anthony. Um, I appreciate your time very much. And uh, I'm noticing you don't have the, you've got the whole beard going on. What happened in the mustache? Uh, it's common. I, you know, I've, I've, I've been working my, my, my big boy job this whole summer still am. So uh, I, I got to keep the facial hair in check, but who knows? It'll definitely make a, an appearance. Going to have to get some wax. And uh, there you go. <laughs> Very cool. So we'll leave that door open for a mustache in the future. Um, yeah, this has been this has been a lot of fun, man. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the pitch. And before we get you out of here, one word that we're going to yell into the microphone here. Huzzah. One, two, three. Huzzah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. I am joined by Zachary. Is it Bestress? That's right. It's, it's faster, yeah. Okay. So he was selected 34th overall in the third round of this year's MLR draft by our New England Free Jacks. Zachary, welcome to the show. Um, tell me where you're from. So I'm from Erie, Colorado. It's a little town outside of Boulder by about 10 minutes. Okay. So. Very nice. Um, what is your origin story with rugby? How did you find rugby? So I actually got into it um, from a high school buddy that I played football with. Okay. Uh, we both played line and he's like, dude, I got this great sport to come play. Like come out, you get to touch the ball. It's a great time. I was like, no, dude, I've heard of rugby. I'm going to get broken. I can't do it. Like I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, and then he kept making fun of me for not coming out. And I was like, all right, dude, fine. I'll come out to your little sport. I'll come out. We'll see how it is. Mm -hmm. Loved it. I, the first practice was the greatest thing ever. And I was like, all right, all right, this is a great sport. I'm, I'm going to keep playing this one. This one I'm okay with. So what really drove it home for you? Was it just being able to run with the ball as a offense or defensive lineman? You're not really, you don't get the ball, right? Yeah, no, not at all. So, I mean, that was a huge thing, uh, especially like back in high school. I, all I wanted was to run the ball, touch the ball and everything. So uh, that was awesome. And then also just like everybody was laughing and joking and it was just a great time. I mean, the whole environment was like completely different than any sport I've ever played with, you know, played or anything like that. So it was just completely different. So it was nice. It was a nice change. Awesome. Um, what is your college rugby nickname and how did you get it? Um, well, I, I've had a couple. Um, uh, they Sometimes they call me White Lightning because I'm fast. <laughs> nice. um, and then uh, I've also had Captain America. Uh, apparently, I, uh, they said I looked like Captain America. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever, you know. Okay. Nice. Um, yep. But it was really just, yeah, I guess White Lightning or Captain America. Okay. Yeah. Those are pretty damn good. Uh, cool. yeah. yeah, they could, could be a lot worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, were, there was a couple, you know, that I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not that guy. Uh, tell us about the college rugby recruitment process for you. How did you end up choosing the University of Northern Colorado? Honestly, they didn't recruit me at all. Um, I didn't try to get recruited out of high school for rugby. Um, I thought high school was going to be as far as I went. Uh, and then that just changed for me. Um, and I realized that rugby is a much bigger thing in my life than I expected. So okay. um, I actually went to UNC for the criminal justice program up there. Cause I just wanted to be a, a police officer and they had a great program for 
criminal justice. And I was like, all right, I'll go up there. And my buddy who was on my um, old high school team, he was up there playing rugby as well. And he's like, dude, we have a rugby team too. Like come out. It'll be a great time. So I did it. And yeah, wow. that was just. Mm-hmm. That's incredible, man. I mean, to go from not being recruited at all and thinking like rugby was just like an afterthought. It was something I did in high school to being drafted is unbelievable. That's oh, it absolutely incredible. It's been a wild experience, an absolutely wild one. That's great. So you're wearing the uh, the logo there, the bear. It reminds me of the Boston Bruins, uh, the uh, the logo there on the shirt. Yeah. This, oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, so give me three words to describe how you play rugby. Uh, fast, physical, and smart. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with those. I, I'm good with that. All right. Tell me about the draft process. How many teams seem interested in you? Um, did teams reach out to you directly to interview, or did they go to co- your coaching staff there? At UNC? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know how many teams were interested in me. Um, when I was at the rugby showcase, I talked to the NOLA um, GM, Ryan Fitzgerald, and he seemed somewhat interested in me. Um, okay. But besides that, it was really um, just the New England Free Jacks that contacted me and uh, they were, were interested. They reached out to me and it was me personally, not my, not anybody at UNC. I don't really honestly know if we have anybody right now to contact, but, uh, I had an, oh, I had an old coach from high school that they reached out to oh, wow. and yep. And an old, um, or I guess not an old, but a USA coach that has just coached me through some of the camps and recruitment recently with the uh, Academy coming up. So they reached out to him too. Very cool. It's good that they're doing their homework. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really nice that they reached out to somebody and somebody yeah. liked me. Yeah, very very good. Um, so what was draft night like for you? Uh, was there a draft party? What was going through your mind when you were selected? Ooh, draft night. It was it was honestly nothing big. It was just me and my family, my girlfriend. Um, we were all just kind of chilling around, and uh, we were going to have some steaks and stuff and just enjoy the time with my family. Um, and then – uh, we didn't really know how it worked. The second part of the uh, the draft, like uh, the draft show, and so I had buddies in like other places that were watching it too, and they actually fast forwarded before I did, and so they were sending me text messages like, "Congrats, dude! Congrats!" I was like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" I was like, "Did I get drafted? Like, what happened? What happened?" That's and, insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so I finally like I they I was like, "Dude, what part? Just just tell me what time I'll go to it." Like eighteen minutes ago, I was like, "All right, cool." So I went to it and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. I'm kind of happy, though. You know, I was a little bit – I was on edge. So yeah. I, I was happy that they just kind of – they're just like, hey, did you got drafted? I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Weighed off the shoulder. Right, exactly. Um, what are you lo- most looking forward to about joining up with the Free Jacks and being in Boston? I just want to be – like in I, I love the area. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited for that whole environment. I mean, I know they're a great team and um, they're going to be stationed in Quincy next year. And yep. I'm just excited to be that close to Boston and stuff. So very nice. It's good. Do you have Dunkin' Donuts there in Colorado? Uh, we do, but it's not the same. It's oh. not. Yeah. I mean, they try to make them like the East Coast, but it's just, it's not. Gotcha. All right. Um, let's see here. So what, what part of your game on the pitch do you feel like you excel at and what do you need to polish a little bit here coming into the league? You know, I think I excel at, uh, like, decision-making. Um, I, I think I pick what I'm going to do, and I, it's fast, but I'm going to stick with it, and it's, I'm going to make sure that, you know, it's right for this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I need to work on, uh, I think, is my left foot just kicking. Okay. Uh, yep. I can chip it and grab it. All right. It's not great, but it's all right. I, I want to be able to clear it and just make it a little bit nicer, uh, a little more fluid. So Perfect. I think that's something I need to work on for sure. I'm sure when you get into camp, they'll help you out with that. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Other than the Free Jacks, what other professional sports teams do you support? Ooh, uh, New England Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up watching those guys uh, with my grandpa and everybody. So I loved that. I'm very excited to go to New England now and be able to see that. Um, honestly, besides that, I don't watch too much. Um, the Bruins, I like. I mean, I, you know, 
uh, don't watch much baseball or basketball, but yeah, that's, that's about it. I'll tell you, the team seems to really take uh, baseball. They've really like that. You see them in a lot of games, uh, baseball games, especially Dougie Fife. I guess he just loves the game of baseball uh, when he got to the United States. So you might have to, to uh, go to some games with him at, uh, at Fenway, which is an amazing place, by the way. Highly recommend. Oh, I'm sure it's a great experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So before we get into our final part of the interview here, I'm just going to open the floor up for you to, you know, just deliver a message to Free Jacks fans everywhere about your introduction to the team and that sort of thing. So how about it? Great. I mean, I just want to say thank you guys uh, for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. And I'm going to work very hard. This is something that I've wanted for a while. Um, and I'm definitely going to be putting my hardest in. That's it's something I've always done. I always work hard. Um, so you just expect me to try my hardest. And I, I'm going to try and put on a show for you guys. Awesome. And make sure that the pick was the pick was good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very nice. So the last thing that we like to do on each one of these interviews is we do one word association. So I'm going to say one word or maybe two words. And I want you to tell me the first thing that pops into your mind. Just one word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So UNC. Bears. All right. MLR. Rugby. <laughs> Free Jacks. Uh, I don't even I, – I honestly thought of, like, their logo. Okay. That's – All right. Fair enough. Logo. That's fine. Uh, Boston. Massachusetts. There you go. All right. Tom Kindly. Amazing man. I agree. Uh, Dougie Fife. Uh, foreigner. Yeah. All right. And then finally, this little show here, Jack's Rangers. Great opportunity. All right. Very cool. I appreciate your time. Uh, do you just go by Zach or Zachary? Which one? I just go by Zach. Okay, cool. Right on. All right, Zach, I appreciate your time. This has been awesome. And uh, I'll see you on the pitch. All right. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap her up for the episode. Let us know how we did. What did you think about the new draft picks? The revelation that Tom Kindly provided for us. Uh, We've got a new head coach in the month of September that will be announced, so that's very exciting. Sure, we'll have an episode next month in regards to the new head coach being signed on and you know hopefully we'll hear some more announcements about the new the players that are going to be brought in the players that's going to be retained it's all very exciting stuff here in the silly season and the off season for the new england free jacks so i appreciate you uh listening in uh, as always our loyal rangers out there final thing before i let you get out of here today in american revolutionary war history american general charles lee informed congress that georgia should be kept out of enemy hands and recommended that the continental army assign additional reinforcements that was in 1776 the revolutionary war quote of the day here the boisterous sea of liberty is never without a wave that was our boy thomas jefferson Appreciate you guys listening in once again. We'll see you next month, probably mid-month in the month of September, for the next episode, episode 16 of the Jax Rangers Show. Huzzah!